Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams and welcome to my podcast. I have a guest that's an expert with some amazing and practical knowledge to share when it comes to matters of the heart for singles and couples. Right now on Checking In with Michelle Williams. want to tell you that a lot has come from my personal journeys, including my book coming out soon, checking in and this podcast. I hope that by sharing some of my insight that you can take away lessons from my own healing. For today's podcast, we're focusing on relationships. And I know that, you know, if you Google Michelle Williams, you are probably going to see the fact that my engagement was so public, which was fine. I was proud. I was excited about love. And then when the engagement ended, that was public, too. And I think that's kind of what happens when you're a public figure. But I felt so horrible. I kind of just felt like a hypocrite because here I am and people were waiting for me. And they were, as that Tyra Banks meme says, we were we're rooting for you. And it just kind of came to a screeching halt. So today, school is going to be in session. As it relates to romantic relationships, I'm always going to be a student. So listen up. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Checking In with Michelle Williams. This guest that we have, um, he is a returning guest. 
the episode that we did was so fire that people requested him to come back and they were a little upset that I left them hanging. So listen, Dr. Darius Daniels, yep, you guessed it, that's who it is. Dr. Darius Daniels is a pastor, a cultural architect, and a trendsetter for his generation. He's also the author of several books, including the author of Relational Intelligence. Please welcome back to my podcast, Dr. Darius Daniels. What's up, Michelle? What's up? What's up, everybody? Listen, as you heard me say that um, the podcast that uh, we did was incredible. I don't know if you've seen a few of the Instagram stories. People keep going back to Dr. Darius Daniels's episode. And I'm like, y'all, I did have other guests. Don't be making them feel like they podcast was boo-boo. But this was incredible, even to the point of producers saying we've got to get you back. So thank you for coming back. Well, Michelle, I told you before, you're an incredible interviewer. You need a talk show and a podcast and everything else in between. It's, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's great connecting. And, uh, you know, I, I love what you're doing. It's a great podcast. It's necessary. It's relevant. I'm glad to be a part. Thank you. And what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal. I definitely said that he is a pastor, but he is almost unlike any pastor that I know. Um, he's corporate, but can get churchy. He talks about relational intelligence from a romantic standpoint and even for business and just other personal relationships. He is multidimensional. You are so needed. And I'm glad to know you. <laughs> okay. So listen, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> it's the truth. I just need you to accept that you are the bomb.com. It's okay. It's no, it's not being arrogant. You put the work in to be who you are. So thank you. Know. I appreciate that encouragement. He has receipts, ladies and gentlemen. He has receipts. He has receipts. Google them. Amen. Amen. Now, for those of y'all who didn't get to catch our first podcast, Dr. Daniels, please tell us what relational intelligence is. And how that works for a romantic relationship. Well, this is what I'm going to say. All right. One, I'm going to say relational intelligence. Before I like, give a description, the first thing I'm going to say is this is a life skill. Like relational intelligence isn't about doing relationships well. Relational intelligence is about doing life well. So here's my thought. You, it's hard. Now watch this. You can have a high standard of living without relational intelligence. What does that mean? It means you can get money. You can accomplish things professionally. You can acquire things materialistically. So you can get clothes, cars, cribs, and not be good at relationships. So you can have a high standard of living without relational intelligence. What you, what you can't have without relational intelligence is you can't have a high quality of life. It's a standard of living and quality of life is not the same thing. So I want, to, I want the listeners to get that too. That's really important. Now, of course, your, your standard of living affects your quality of life, but yo, you can have the most, I don't know a whole lot about this, but you can have whatever the top mattress is, whatever the thread of the sheets are, you can have all of that in the crib and, and not be able to get any sleep. Ooh. So the type of bed you got, that's the standard of living. The type of sleep you get, that's the quality of life. And so it's, it's a life skill, man. It's the ability to just define and align your relationships. It doesn't Which mean is best to have quality of life or the standard of living? A quality of life. Okay. That's good. 
quality of life 100 100% 100% um like i mean i know this is kind of your wheelhouse but even when you look at people who might be dealing with like um mental health challenges that are situational right so not not necessarily something that is uh, a part of their mental makeup or whatever, but some situation brought some things about you. You'll be amazed to see how many people like fall in the high income categories that struggle with a lot of that. And so the point that I'm making Mm is I'm not saying we should be poor. Like I'm I'm not advocating for poverty, but I am saying what relational intelligence is about. It's about it's about quality of life, because I'm telling you, your greatest joy is not just going to come from the things you get. It's going to come from the people you with. And when you're talking romantic, we talking romantically. I think people underestimate this, man. I, I really do. Y'all, that was my seat scooting back. That did not come out of me, by the way. So if y'all heard something, that was my seat scooting back. <laughs> but romantically, they, they super important, right? And uh, I'm not the kind, I'm not the person that says everybody needs to be in a relationship. So I, I'm- I, I don't I don't believe that my faith doesn't teach that. I mean, some people in my faith teach that, but I don't think that's uh, consistent with with the faith. So everybody doesn't have to be in a relationship. But I just feel like you need relational intelligence for romantic relationships just because you want to keep putting your heart through chronic heartbreak, stress, pain unnecessarily. Like most of us, we too grown. We've got too many bills. You know, it's different when you're in college. It's like, oh, my heart broke. I'm in the bed. I can't go to class. It's another thing. You got bills. It's like, man, I got to go to work. I can't be losing my job. Over so, you. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I where I am with it. That's so good. I know every now and then when my relationships don't go the way I want them to go, I always default to, well, Lord, maybe I'm not supposed to be in a relationship. Maybe I'm supposed to walk this journey alone. Like, no, I have some accountability for why something doesn't work. Now, let me ask you this. For a lot of us, including my iHeart team, I had to put them out there because we sometimes before our podcast recording start, we always have amazing conversations. So people are saying that romantic relationships are scary and how there's so much pain when they end and it's hard to trust and get yourself back in the game, what advice do you have to say on that? And what is it that we need to work on? So here's the first thing I'm going to say, right? I'm going to say, I don't know if people being a little more cautious and prudent about how quickly they emotionally invest in a relationship. I don't know. I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. I think, I think it's a bad thing when you feel like I've been so paralyzed by what happened to the past in the past that I'm not open to mm. the future. That's something different. But I feel like you can decide, are these past relationships going to be a prison that imprisons me or a school that educates me? Soundbite, soundbite. Get that, y'all. Please get that. Come on. Everybody like, I'm not saying everybody, but most people like we got some stuff in the past. Like me, I am, you know, I'm a pastor, but I can look back through my relationships in college and high school. I mean, my wife now I've been with her since college, but everybody's probably got some past relationships where you look back and you're like, yo, what was I, what was I thinking? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. but the point that I'm making is everybody has that, but you decide whether or not that becomes a prison that keeps you in prison or a school that makes you wiser. That's so good. More judicious when it comes to your future relationships. And I'm, I'm going to say this too, man. Like when it comes to the area of trust, this is what I say. I would say 
Every, you should start with a five. Some people say, you know, I heard somebody tell me the other day, I give everybody a 10 in terms of trust level and then they have to lose it. And then other people are on the other end of the spectrum. They're like, yo, I give everybody a one. I don't trust anybody. And then they got to raise it up. I'm saying start with a five and then allow what you see to determine whether or not you're going to raise it up or, or move it down. Love is a gift I believe you should give everybody, not, not romantically, but love is a gift you should give everybody. Like I think yeah. every, you know, my faith teaches that like, yo, everybody deserves love, but trust is earned. Ooh. You got to earn trust. So I know a couple of weeks ago I was telling you about something and I was like, well, I don't know this person, they don't really trust women. And you told me something absolutely amazing. And I, and I actually repeated it on an interview where you were like, it's not my job to make them trust me. It is my job to create an atmosphere of trust. Yep. A hundred percent. It's like, so it's not your job to make anybody trust you. Yeah. It's job to become a trustworthy person because you can't make a person trust you. You can be trustworthy and still not be trusted because there are a lot of other factors that determine whether or not somebody trusts you other than you. Mm. Like you just mentioned past relationships. Sometimes people don't trust people in the present, not because of what somebody did in the present, but because of what somebody else did in the past. And I'm not judging anybody for that. Like that's, that's part of some people's story. But when that happens, this is what you're doing. You're making somebody else do the time for somebody else's crime. And that is so natural um, for people to do. But I, I just think that's just what people do to make themselves feel safe. That's their default. Instead of like, no, you might need to get some healing for that or talk to somebody to process it through it because you might ruin something that could be great. You could ruin a great thing by making someone pay for what you did because everybody don't have that kind of patience to sit with you and say, you know what? I understand what you're going through. You're just treating me like this because you were hurt. Everybody doesn't have that patience or that grace um, to love you until you don't do that anymore. Can I say something? Because I think this applies to men and women, right? I think women get a bad rap with this. It applies to men too. I'm telling you, this applies to men too. Men can be cautious and gun shy and you hurt, I got hurt, et cetera, or I got exploited or whatever. This is what I say. The person that broke you is not coming back to fix you. Yep. So if you're waiting on them to come back and fix you and apologize, some people were wrong and they don't even think they were wrong. Mm -hmm. Like they hadn't even recognized they were wrong or they recognize that they were wrong and they're not at the place where they got enough humility and courage to come back. So the person that broke you is not coming back to fix you. So your pain or your brokenness or what happened, that's not your fault. The pain's not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. The pain and the trauma inflicted on you is not your fault, but it is our responsibility to get the healing. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, 
State Farm is there. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Ladies and gentlemen, not only did Dr. Daniels write Relational Intelligence, but he also has another book called Before You Do, After You Did, (laughs) a practical resource guide for single, married, and everything in between. And I was having some fun reading parts of this book as it relates to compatibility. So this episode is definitely about romantic relationships, but I was just kind of, you know, looking at this chart (laughs) about clarifying our needs. And so you did kind of a chart and it may not apply to everybody, but it's good to me. And so men have needs. So you got sexual fulfillment, recreational companionship, an attractive spouse, this is just some sure. domestic support and admiration. Now, everybody don't think they need an attractive spouse. So this just this don't if this don't apply to you, that's OK. Right. I know it's a need for me and I'm a woman. Listen. <laughs> and then women, our top needs are, let's you say, affection, conversation, honesty and openness financial commitment and family commitment. These are the things that I feel like that make me secure as a woman. You said, according to the chart above, the needs of most men are not the same as the needs of most women. This, in your opinion, you said, is the brilliance of compatibility. And in order to be compatible with your spouse, your needs don't have to be the same, but your values must align with the needs of your spouse. So y'all are saying, wait a minute, what? what is he talking about? Well, he gives you an example. He says, if a man needs an attractive spouse, then the woman he is dating might not need what he needs, but he should recognize that he values appearance and harmonize with his needs. And if a woman needs affection, then she must assess whether or not her man is willing to learn how to love her when he isn't lusting after her. If a man needs domestic support, he should not choose someone who will have her hair laid, but will leave the house a mess. Now, I didn't do a lot of reading. I'm sorry, because I had to paint this picture clear for people. Y'all, please get this book as well. It's just painting the picture of men's needs versus women's needs. Can we talk a little bit about compatibility? And I'll give one personal example. I was dating someone and I felt like he was kind of side eyeing me because I wouldn't play beach volleyball or get on the jet skis. And I'm like, bruh, if you want somebody athletic, I'm not her. 
I felt like I was going to break my wrist serving the volleyball and I had on nails. So, bro, I'm not playing volleyball and I'm not getting on a jet ski. So if you (laughs) need an Olympic medalist, let me go help you find one. It's not me. But I knew that's what that was one of his needs. And I kind of felt like I was a disappointment in that area as it relates to all of these crazy aquatic sports and stuff. No, no, I get it. Well, first, this is what I want to say. I want to say I want to make sure people are clear where where we kind of got that chart from. Mm-hmm. William Harley is a very known family therapist and he's been doing it probably about 30 years. And so he's taken data from thousands of couples and gave language to some of the needs that he sees to be that trend more in the life of women and trend more in the life of men. So that's kind of where that chart comes from. But of course, uh, there's no chart that accurately applies to everybody. So I want to say that. So in terms of where that data comes from. Yes. But I think most people, I'm going to be honest, Michelle, I think most people underrate compatibility. You cannot. I, I deal with people, especially sometimes in spiritual space that don't even believe in it. And I'm like, yo, I don't know where you get that from. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that, right. There may be somebody for everybody. Like some people believe that, but everybody's not for everybody. That's and good. I, yeah, somebody for everybody, maybe, but everybody's not for everybody. And so what ends up happening is like, I think your example is like so important. A relationship should be a space where you're challenged to grow. Yes. But there's a difference between me evolving into a better version of myself because of this relationship or this relationship requiring me to be someone other than myself. Those are two different things. So if I have to be somebody I'm not to be with you, I'm not supposed to be with you. My growth should be an evolution into a, a better version of myself. That's so and I think sometimes what people do is they get in relationships with people that they haven't properly assessed to see is there compatibility here and then judge people for not being somebody they never said they was. It's like somebody telling you, you won't get on the jet ski or you won't ride the horse. It's like, fam, I never <laughs> told you I was going to ride a horse. That was your assumption. And you thought you could change me into someone different than who I'm supposed to be. So yes, we need to grow. Yes, we need to make adjustments. But at our core, your compatibility is found at your core. And like you said earlier, it doesn't mean that if someone wants an attractive spouse, that someone else says, okay, attraction matters the same to me. That's not compatibility. Like you don't have to like the same thing. Mm -hmm. I want an attractive spouse and this other attractive mate. And the other person is saying, I value self-care. That's, that's compatibility there because now you're not going to have to force him when it comes to hygiene and grooming Ooh, or Lord. force her when it comes to hygiene and grooming also. So it's like, I think that's important. People miss that. And Michelle, I'm going to tell you, it's the key to long-term relationships. I've been my wife 20 years. It's not just lust. It's not just whatever. Well, I feel like when the compatibility is there, do you feel like it makes it easier for you to stay together instead of, oh, this is a deal breaker? Maybe because people are attaining more or amassing more in their relationship, it's easier to leave. But I'm just wondering if we're compatible, I don't want to leave you. I don't want it to be so easy for us to just break up. Yeah, well, I definitely think when there's compatibility, the bond is organic and natural. It's a vibe that you don't have to force. Yeah. That's so good. You know, I feel like that that vibe just kind of becomes a glue that helps you stick together through rough patches, which you're still going to have even when you're compatible because nobody's perfect. Mm. But here's the thing. 
you can't fake the vibe. You can't force the vibe. I'm, you can't manufacture the vibe. Yeah, he said a few things that need to be printed on a T-shirt. Anybody on Dr. Darius Daniels team, I hope you're listening and writing those jewels down that he just dropped. OK, since we're on this flow as far as compatibility and what it takes to stay together, um, I don't want to ignore couples who might be going through something right now. Mm-hmm. What can a couple do to strengthen or find their way back to a healthy place? Here's the thing, Michelle, this, that's, what, that's why I think you're, the resource you're talking about is before you do and after you did. Because what, what happens is there are things couples do in the before stage that they stop doing after they say, mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> any kind of intimacy, any kind of health, relational intimacy, relational health is a result of habits. And so the question, the first question I would ask couples are right, like, ah, oh, we ain't there. It's not the same. I just, I don't feel that vibe, that energy anymore. My question would be like, yo, are you doing the things that you did initially to create it? Okay. The things you have that you had to do to create it are things you have to do to sustain it. Now, here's the thing now, here's the thing. When you're talking about a long-term relationship, there has to be like constant communication with the couple because I don't care how well you think you know a person. When you're in a long-term relationship, life changes people in ways you can't predict. So what somebody wanted at 25 might not be what they want at 35. So you've got to stay in mm. so that you can meet the, the new needs in a relevant way. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think that part's key, man. That part's important. And if, if you lost it, this is what I'm telling you. If you lost it, that energy, that vibe, it's not going to magically come back. You got to do the things that create it and then let your feelings catch up. Because if you wait on the feelings to come back, that's not going to happen. Now, what if them feelings don't come back? Well, I don't know if, I don't know if they're ready for, for my... <laughs> I, I don't, I don't that's know. why you're here. I don't know. I don't know if they're ready. I don't know. Okay. So if them feelings don't come back... Okay, well, you know, I'll go to the next question then. Yeah, because see, this this was going to happen, right? There's a real answer that I think a lot of times people, and I know we got people who of all non-religious and religious who listen to this, different religions, right? Whatever. But there, there are some answers, right? There are sometimes religion is expressed in ways that are so pretentious and not authentic that when you yeah. actually tell the truth, people get offended by the truth, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the truth. I was just giving it. Here's the truth, mom. Some relationships don't work out. Now, we could say, what we could argue is, depending on your faith tradition, we could argue like, is that ideal? Is that what God had in mind? What is God's long-term desire? We would be like, yo, it's long-term relationships. But because we live in an imperfect world and we're imperfect people, some things don't work out. Yeah. Sometimes when people go separate ways, they aren't really breaking up per se. They're acknowledging that something's already been ended. You see the difference, like, oh, he ended it. So, oh, we ended it. Like, sometimes it's like, nah, you didn't really end it. You just had enough courage to acknowledge this is dead. We can, we can continue for optics. We can continue because we feel the pressure to continue. Now, somebody's going to interpret that and say, oh, he's saying if you don't like relationships or if you feel bad, you can jump off the ship. It's not what I'm saying. It's not what he's saying. Sometimes things don't work out. And sometimes when you end something, you just acknowledge it. This, this has already been dead. I'm not ending it. We're just being honest about the state of our relationship. Mm, mm, mm. That's courage. Listen, you know, you know, I'm sitting here waiting. I know you got all your questions. I'm sitting here about to jump out of my seat 
Because I'm wanting to know, when are we going to have the conversation publicly that some of us with our friends have privately about men and, you know, we're talking about romantic relationships. Come on. Come on, on. Introverted men and introverted men needing some sisters to show some assertiveness. At some point, we need to talk. We don't have to talk about that on this podcast. But at some point. Do y'all hear my flip flops? Listen. Okay, because I practiced something that you recommended, either something that you just did not too long ago, or it was a sermon that you were talking about Boaz, right? Yeah. Like, where's it's on T-shirts? Where's my Boaz? And y'all think that Boaz is just looking for you when no, um, Naomi. So Naomi's the OG. Okay. Naomi gave Ruth the advice. Right, 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 right. Okay, so, so so it was Ruth that went and laid at Boaz and was basically like, hey, Boaz, I'm here. Right. So Yo. I did that not too long ago. And I was like, hey, I'm here. And it got, you know, a, like a date. And it got a few other, other appearances. <laughs> All right. So listen, I'm, I'm about to go here. Here's my argument. And, and I want the sisters to hear me out. OK, I want you to listen to me first. This is what we were talking about. We were having a conversation. Yes, sir. And it was a group of us. It was some friends. And I was sharing with some of the sisters there. So I'm, I'm, I'm an ambivert. So I need people and I need my own space. Right. So I need my own space to get energy. Then after that, I get bored. I need to be around people. Okay. So some people are extroverts and some people are introverts. So we were all together. So I'm kind of an ambivert. And the other guy that was there, he's kind of a introvert. He leans more toward the introvert spectrum, side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's what I'm saying. Sisters, hear me out now. There are a group of introverted men who are not passive. Just because somebody's introverted doesn't mean they passive or weak. There are a group of introverted men who are not passive, type A pass- personalities. They go getters. They entrepreneurs. They're going to kill it. But because they're introverted, they are not going to be as aggressive or as uh, forthright as some other men. So I'm telling you, listen to me. There's a whole group and segment of good men out there. Right. They just not DMing you. They just not putting smiley face emojis on your picture. They not going down and liking 12 pictures in one minute. (laughs) But it's a group of men out there. Good men who are not weak, not passive type A D's on the disc assessment, but they just introverted and they'll take the step to step to you. They just need a sign that it's okay to step. I'm not saying that you got to DM them. I'm not saying that you got to act thirsty. I'm just saying a smile sometimes is all that guy needs to take the step that needs to be taken to establish the relationship. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth about this a little bit. But, Michelle, you put it in the practice. Listen, you guys, I'm not only the president, but I'm a client. I put it to work. (laughs) And it wasn't thirsty. It wasn't inappropriate. It was not thirsty or inappropriate. But I'll tell you this. I'm still a woman and I still want to be pursued. Okay. 
Facts. So I, so I feel like I put it out there that, hey, there's some interest there. I even got ready in 30 minutes. Who does that? And I looked fabulous. It was amazing, a blast. But I do feel like, I okay, all right, I need more because I don't know if this person is used to the chase. I'm not doing that. So there's a difference between, uh, I think, being assertive and thirsty, okay? But I'm excited, you guys. Ladies, it is okay to, if you notice, okay, this person is in town or whatever, you let them know, hey, blah, 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 blah. I see you're in town. Or just like a pic or like a, a couple of pics. Like I'm... <laughs> What I'm like telling a couple of pictures, a couple of pictures, because I'm not saying that the woman's going to pursue. I'm saying some guys need permission before they will. Now, you can decide whether or not you want a guy like that. You might not want a guy like that. And that's fine. But I'm telling you, it's some go getters out there that are incredibly successful type A guys that are just introverted. And they need a little bit more than than the dude who's going to like. And I'm not hating on the guy that likes 30 pictures. You know, he's. Oh, I block people like that. But like, why you block 30 pictures? And I'd be like, something wrong with you. It's something I felt like um, some people just kind of need a little permission. And um, that is so sweet. I but, just feel like I want to cry right now because there are so many men out there who want to approach a woman and they're just a little nervous. And so they just kind of want the woman to give them a little, a little shimmy. No, 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 not nervous. I want to that. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. You can tell them. I, I got men in my church, lawyers, state troopers. I mean, just like all types single, no kids, degree, good job, et cetera. And I'm like, yo, they not nervous. They just, uh, they built and they wired a different kind of way. So if they're going to take that step of initiation, they judicious with everything. So when it comes to the opposite sex, they just need a little something to be like, okay, yes, he interested. So I'm going to walk across the room. They not walking across the room random. And like I said, you might not want a man like that, but there are a bunch of good men out here who simply need you to like a pick. <laughs> so if I have to do that, are you going to be like that in every other area of our relationship? Are you going to be able to take the initiative? No, right. And so what I'm saying is, I'm saying there are guys like that, like I'm describing, who are type A personalities. Like they leading businesses, they leading in the workplace and that leadership and that initiative, it'll translate to the relationship, but they assess everything before they do anything. A business deal, they're going to assess it. They're just going to jump in both feet, purchasing a home. They're going to be meticulous about that. And I'm saying sometimes it's the same thing with a woman. And I'm just saying, I think it's a group of men, good men. The sisters are missing out on. So when I, I talked about this a little bit publicly before, I had some sisters give me a hard time. I want the man to be the man. I'm like, yo, he's going to be the man. I'm just saying like a pick. Just, like a pick. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Mm, so, okay. I just take over your interview. This is your This is the Michelle Williams podcast. What? No, this is good stuff. This is this is good. I mean, this is definitely about relationships and just you know, you guys. Um, some of my relationship situation has been made public, so I just feel like I don't. I can't talk right now and give advice on relationships. So I'm gonna let Dr. Darius do that right now. But I did have a few questions from people. 
well, I had a question about alpha males and all that good stuff, but that might be a whole nother conversation. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like. Meh. Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Type A and alpha male is not the same thing, right? No, not really. Some people use it as a personality trait, but like the alpha male indicates a degree of accomplishment. Mm. Degree of accomplishment, so the person is accustomed to being in the driver's seat. He's in the driver's seat in, in other spaces in his life where well, you got people who are type A personality. So they go getters, but they may not have accomplished anything yet. And so they hadn't kind of got to the place of, of alpha in that. Okay. Season. Okay. Now we've talked about too one day, um, you can um, wink if you don't want me to say no, but we talked about settling who should settle and who should not settle. Oh my goodness. I can't believe you just <laughs> look at me. I'm kind of looking at, looking the other direction. We'll, we could talk about that letter. We could talk about that letter. If you want to go there, we could go there. One, I did not say people should settle. That is not what I said. Some people might have to settle. No, that's not. Some what do I'm not. I'm about to go here. You're about to get me canceled. Here it is. What I said was there are certain people, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just tell them what I told you. I was like, yo, y'all need to stop talking. Y'all need to stop telling some of y'all friends some of the stuff y'all telling them because it's not, everything doesn't apply to everybody the same way. That, that is true. You're right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yes, I'm, I'm going to leave it at there. Y'all leave it there. We're going to leave it there. 
Well, I asked um, um, a few people on social media, you know, questions that they have. And um, someone asked an amazing question. It won't get you in trouble or canceled. This is a great question. It just says, what's the most selfless quality a romantic partner can have? Um, This is going to sound real cheesy, but I'm going to say empathy. Mm. And so what does that mean? It like it is a willingness to like enter into somebody else's emotional space and respect it value it, even if you don't understand or agree with it. I think one of the ways love shows up in a relationship, love shows should show up looking like empathy. Mm. I don't even really know why you upset about this. I don't feel, you know, somebody could be like, uh, I don't feel like we get enough time together. I don't feel like you're valuing me. Empathy says, even if I do feel like I've been giving this person a lot of time, even if I do value them, let me pause from defending myself Let me go deeper and let me listen more deeply because obviously they feeling something and their feelings are real. Even if I don't think they feelings right, the feeling is real and I need to enter into that space and empathize with what they're feeling instead of judging what they're feeling. Mm. That's tough. I I don't know how it's really hard to survive in a relationship when you feel like you're being judged by somebody you love. Absolutely. 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 That's so good. And last question um, from from Twitter. It says, in this era of equal rights, why do you think it's okay for women to prefer to only date financially well-off men, but not for men to have those same standards? Um, Yeah. So I don't think (laughs) most men have those standards. And it's because this, I think it goes back to kind of the chart you talked about Mm -hmm. after you did So like every woman who wants a financially stable man is not a gold digger. She's not materialistic. That desire is like an expression of a need for security. Mm. And that's an emotional need. It's like, yo, I just want to make sure it no matter how fine you are, fam, if the lights off, I can't see you. I just (laughs) I just want to make, you know, it's a person says, yo, I want to be secure. I want to spend my mental energy thinking about other things in our relationship other than how we're going to take care of our financial responsibility. Mm -hmm. A woman may want security in that sense. And that's why they want the financial stable person. Whereas a man is looking for different things and he may not need security from the woman because he feels like it's my job to go out and to create that myself. Now I want to say this too. Because I think every woman who wants a man that's financially stable is not a gold digger. And every man that wants a woman that he is physically attracted to is not shallow. He's not animalistic. Now, this is what my mentor teaches us. This is what he taught me. And this is what I believe. And this is what I teach our mentor. Get what's attractive to you. You want somebody that's so attractive to you that you don't have to stay spiritual to stay committed to. I'm going to say that again. You want somebody that's attracted to so, so attracted to you that you don't have to be super spiritual to be committed to. Mm. You know, I always strive to be a more spiritually healthy person, but I don't want to have to lean on my spirituality. You understand what I'm saying? For relationships, because sometimes you're going to be spiritually high and sometimes you're not going to be a spiritually yeah. high. Yeah. But even when you're not in super high places, you want to look at who you with and be like, yeah, I just still rather be with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I don't think I prayed this morning, but I just, I, I like you. I just, I just like you better. And uh, I don't think that's shallow, man. I think, I think that's why mm-hmm. I think it's wise. Well, all I know is you've shared so much stuff and 
this podcast needs to go viral because we all know someone who needs to hear everything that you have shared with us today. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on to share your insight. I done got quiet because I need to go back to my room and reflect on some things, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first time I've been quiet and I don't appreciate that. I, I, I just, mm, I got to go think. I got to go pray. I got to go assess. Yep. Any last words that you want to say, I guess, encourage, encourage the singles and the people that are in relationships to keep on going that are in good, healthy ones. Yeah. You know, I think my encouragement to you would be give yourself the same kind of grace you would give your best friend when it comes to relationships. Because here's the thing, like relationship management is one of the most important life skills a person can develop, but we get, mm. we get no training on how to do it. Mm. I mean, we can't, you can't even work at a restaurant without, without them training you how to fry chicken or training you how to handle fries. But one of the most important things we'll do is like choose a life partner and manage your life. We get no training for that. So you're probably not going to be good at it. Some people get blessed, lucky, like whatever language you use, like whatever it is. Yeah. I'm just telling you that sometimes it takes inconvenient experiences. It takes pain. It takes us going through the school of hard knocks to get the wisdom that we need to be able to do this well. So like give yourself grace. You didn't get any training on this. Culture just expects us to know how to do. And so that's what the book Relational Intelligence is about. That's what this podcast is about. It's about giving people some tools to think through. This is not the way. It's just a way. Yeah. Giving people some, some, some ideas to think through, some tools to work with um, so that you're a little further down the line because nobody knows how to do this automatically. Yeah, that's so good. Lighten up on yourself. I can't believe I did that. A bunch of people did it. They just not, listen, I passed a church, like almost everybody did it. They just, <laughs> they just not talking about it. Mm-hmm. So calm, calm, calm down. You're okay. Mm, that's good. Y'all give yourself grace and not only give yourself grace, but even forgive yourself. Forgiving yourself for mistakes that you've made in relationships so that you can move forward because we all do deserve the very best in our relationships. Dr. Darius Daniels, it's always a joy to have you on. Checking in with Michelle Williams. My honor. Thank you for having me. Okay, so once again, ladies and gentlemen, I normally, you know, when it comes to even talking to Dr. Darius Daniels, I normally always have lots of questions. In real life, he and his wife are friends. So we are always talking about relationships. But this one really definitely had me in reflection. I don't know if it's because this is, you know, it's 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 close to Valentine's Day or the wintertime just has me all in my feelings because I'm not booed up. But I really enjoyed this podcast today and I'm hoping you will too. And so if you're thinking of someone who needs to hear what Dr. Daniel said today, share the link to my podcast. Until next time, I appreciate y'all that are downloading this podcast. I appreciate you guys who hit me in my Instagram DMs and just are telling everybody about the podcast. So once again, thank you for checking in.
Checking In with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.